We hear in our gospel the line, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, and the reference from Isaiah chapter 40 also, which is a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Now, one aspect of our human nature is it's much easier to perceive material things than spiritual realities. So let's look at some examples of this. First, if you go to Jerusalem, there's an immense number of graves on the east side of the city, the mountain leading up to the city of Jerusalem, the walled areas. And the reason for this was they heard this reading from Baruch that their salvation would come from the east. Look east, and that's where all the people of Israel will be gathered once again. So they thought, okay, if the Messiah is coming from the east, let's be the first ones to greet him. So they put all of their graves along that walkway that was on the east side of Jerusalem, leading up to the walls of Jerusalem and to the temple. They did this on purpose. In fact, there was a gate that was the most eastern gate that the Messiah was supposed to pass through in his triumphal entry. And of course, he did when he walked the earth. But they're still waiting, of course. So um, Muslims don't get along with others sometimes. And so, naturally, they blocked the eastern gate because they did not want the Jewish Messiah to come by that way. So they actually walled up that gate of Jerusalem. You cannot enter it. And, of course, for the Jews, they retorted, well, that's not a problem. If he's truly the Messiah, he'll be able to find a way to get in whether you block that gate or not. But I digress. This is a material reality that they anticipated, not a spiritual reality. Furthermore, we've talked about the Essene community before. I can't remember last year if we talked about this. Well, in any case, the Essene community was an amazing group of Jews. They anticipated the Messiah. They took this passage from Isaiah literally. They were in the wilderness directly east of Jerusalem. And they lived almost like celibate monks. They were in male, all-male communities and all-female communities, but the males were the ones who built these monastery-like areas in the desert, and they had such interesting traditions. For example, every day they had a special meal of bread and wine, and every day they took special baths in these ritual baths called mikvahs, and they believed that taking these baths would wash away sins because of the presence of the Holy Spirit that would be moving within the waters. That's pretty amazing. This theology of baptism very much finds its origin in the practice and anticipation of the Essene community. It's absolutely magnificent. It's incredible. In looking at their writings with the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Qumran community, all of these Essene things, we can see that this people really tried to anticipate the Messiah directly east in the wilderness in Jerusalem, waiting for him to pass by. And it's believed that St. John the Baptist was a part of this community, at least for a time. That's why he was in the wilderness directly east of Jerusalem. But again, this is a literal geographical place instead of perhaps the spiritual preparation we're supposed to make. So let's take a final third example. In addition to the graves on the east side of Jerusalem, in addition to the Essene community directly east in the wilderness in Jerusalem... Lastly, what do you think, what comes to mind when you hear the words, prepare for Christmas? 
I imagine some of it fills us with anxiety, thinking, oh my gosh, I have to get so many gifts for all these people, I don't know what to get them. I don't even know how to get it. I'm probably already way behind schedule because Amazon is doing its thing, the postal service, who knows, right? I don't know if any of these things are going to be coming in on time. But that's one thing. Another thing is the entire renovation of the house. I'm super impressed by Carmel Houses and even our own rectory. We have a wonderful person who's able to assist uh, the decoration of the rectory, and I can't believe the transformation that happened from fall to winter. All of the decorations, paintings, pictures, all of these things changed around. And I don't know. If I had my own rectory and it was just me, things would stay the same forever. I would not put the time in. Not, not that it's not good to do. I'm just simple when it comes to those things. Very efficient, perhaps. But um, it's just amazing. Preparing for Christmas. There's a whole transformation that happens. Getting trees, and there's not many good trees left, as Father Richard informed me. And then, finally, there's the idea of all the cooking, the, the decorating outside, all of the things. The leaves have fallen a month later than they ever have. So there's so much preparation to be done. But all of these examples, the most important preparation for us is not material. It's not building our graves on the correct side of Jerusalem. It's not living in the eastern wilderness next to Jerusalem waiting for the Messiah. And it's not even getting all the gifts that we need for the people that we love and changing over our house from fall to winter and the holiday seasons, getting the trees. All of that's wonderful. But when we hear the words prepare for Christmas, the words that should come most to our minds are the words of John the Baptist. What did John the Baptist do? He went out through the whole region of the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That's the preparation that he spoke of. That's the preparation that we need most of all for Christmas. It's the same now as it was then. Repentance and forgiveness of sins. That's our spiritual preparation. We can do all of those other things, but if we don't make it to confession this Advent, then all of the spiritual preparation of Advent, all of this time of preparing our hearts for Jesus Christ, none of that was successful. We have to repent and confess our sins. We know this because John the Baptist prepared the way because people couldn't hear the voice of God. They couldn't receive the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When we go to confession, it transforms our hearts so we can be more attentive to the movements of the Holy Spirit within us. And we can truly hear the voice of the Lord. The preparation of John the Baptist back then, even as now, this idea of repentance and confessing our sins. It doesn't matter if we lived a life of dissipation before and had our conversion. Conversion is an ongoing process. That's why we have the great gift of the season of Advent, so our hearts can be turned once again to Jesus Christ more attentively so he can enter in and rest there and repose upon our hearts. Practically speaking, we have many opportunities to go to confession. We have penance services. I believe ours is scheduled for December 20th. I think that's a 
I don't even know. I'm not going to even predict what day of the week it is. But December 20th, and also, please keep in prayer our students who will be going to a penance service on December 7th, excuse me, December 9th, this coming Thursday. Keep that in mind. Pray for those who are going to receive the sacrament of confession, that the Lord may make their contrition more perfect, that he may move them to confess the things that they're afraid of confessing, and that they will truly go to confession, right? Make that prayer. Pray with me for December 9th, and also do what you can to get to confession yourself this season of Advent. Make that spiritual preparation. Now, Origen, who's a very early church father, he was not always on the right side of some things, but he's no heretic because he didn't openly oppose church teaching, and he's actually very insightful. So I'm going I'm to read you this quote from Origen about the ministry of John the Baptist. I think that the mystery of John is still being carried out in the world. If a man is to believe in Jesus Christ, the spirit and power of John must first come into his soul and prepare for the Lord a perfect people, make the rough ways of the heart plain, make the crooked straight. Even now, the spirit and power of John precedes the coming of our Lord and Savior. I think that's very well said. The ministry of John the Baptist is ongoing even now. There's a tradition that when John the Baptist died, he actually preached to the souls in Sheol, in hell, preparing the way for Jesus Christ to come when he died on the cross. Even John the Baptist was announcing, continuing his mission even to the dead. And some still hold that John the Baptist will somehow appear before the second coming of Christ. But his ministry is in our hearts right now. And one of my favorite lines from all the Psalms, this really sheds light on preparing the way of the Lord. Psalm 84. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, O Lord, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. In whose hearts are the roads to Zion. That's how we prepare a highway for the Lord. It's within our very hearts through repentance and conversion and the forgiveness of our sins. That's where the rough roads need to be made straight. And so, what are we willing to do to make our hearts this Advent season a highway for the Lord?